Revenge is a dish best served Cole. Cole Calhoun, that is. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So the Guardians won the trade deadline, right? They got Cole Calhoun and shipped out of Met Rosario, and they're, they're the winners. Uh, welcome to today's show. We have Justin over I think talk here. About I, I, I finally got it right. I pointed in the right direction. I just remembered it's the opposite way of what I think. Uh, you went back to school, right so you know you're left and right. That's yeah, good. It's, what you it, learned. <laughs> school, right? I, I got about, I got a, you know, readjusting to the school schedule. Uh, we'll see how many mistakes I make today. Uh, if we had the an editor back watching, we'd put a little counter in the corner and just let it go up. I'm <laughs> probably going to call them the Indians at least once in, in my state. But the important thing is we need to go through and knock this out so we can go watch Ahsoka afterwards. Because while this was a very exciting game. Uh, it's a Star Wars debut day. Star yeah. Wars. I mean, I, I've got the old stadiums blocking the X-Wing and I've got the uh, lightsaber down there. You know, it's it, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, but it is appropriate that the force was fully with the, the Guardians offense today. Before we dive in, I warned Justin, I was going to ask him a few questions at the top of the show. Uh, for one of our everydayers out there, I know quiz show is your favorite, so maybe skip ahead a minute or two. I was a bad test taker in high school, Jeff. Okay. Okay. So, but here's my first college, question. But I was okay. My first question for you is: With the current Guardians team, how many pitchers have an ERA over four? I think we all agree under four is a fantastic ERA. So, how many pitchers on this current team have that ERA over four? Have ones that would be considered, you know, above average to poor. Are we talking every pitcher on the 26-man roster right now? All 13? Right now, yes. Um, okay, so Noah Syndergaard, I know. Sam Henches, and is that it? Tim Heron, but that's it. Yeah, everyone uh, else. Yeah, the, the next worst ERA on this team, I believe, is Nick Sandlin at 366. Uh, you know, Bybee's at 301, Williams at 302. Allen at 333. Dale Santos for all the struggles is the 314. Curry at 324. It, you know, we right, tend because to they focused. give up their runs in like small doses and then they it just yeah. they spread them out. But it is, it it is a, a for as much as we all fixate because they do blow up at inopportune moments, uh, that can also just be the bad luck and the weirdness of a pen. So I just wanted to go back to a lot of people responding positively to yesterday's chat about like being level headed. And I mean, even Karen Chalk's got a. 3.6 ERA. Sure. Yeah. If we're, but, everything is coming up rosy tonight because of the the Guardians win. Obviously, but, they won the train deadline. Noah Syndergaard, I, key contributor. Cole Calhoun, yeah. key contributor. Med Rosario didn't more, do anything to hurt them. No, it's it's more just to say, like, maybe, you know, some of that luck balances out in a year. It's not as bad as we think. And my other question to you is, I know we had a home run tonight. Would just one? See, just one? Just one for Oscar Gonzalez. Would you rather see Oscar Gonzalez in this lineup every day or Jonathan Rodriguez? Uh, um, I'd rather be Manny, Manny Ramirez in this lineup. I talked about that over the weekend. I George, I have to choose between those two. Yes. I guess give me Jonathan Rodriguez. Like drink my eggnog infused drink. Ugh. And your I hate Will Smith cup. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess Johnson Rodriguez. If I'm forced to choose, I think we know mm-hmm. we know what Oscar is, and it's the same approach. But and you're going to get more strikeouts out of Rodriguez, but he might he might draw some walks too. Rod, or Oscar doesn't walk, and and Jonathan might, so that might give him a better shot. Who's but not right defender? now. Not right now. Who's the better defender? You. Is it close? No, you. It's not me. You I are the better defender. Your, no, it's your, not. your egg, your cup of eggnog has more range than both of them. Uh, I, I might have range, but my, I got a wet noodle arm. I was the, not that's the only thing those two thing. have is, is that their arms are, are fantastic, but I got good reads, and reads but I'm not so very good. fast and my arm is terrible. Um, so that's why I had to get good reads. <laughs> Sometimes that's the case. If you can't run fast and your arm isn't strong, you learn quickly how to get a good break or you're not playing. I played um, first base and catcher for a reason. <laughs> I was I was quarter outfield for a reason because um, they, they put the best athletes on the infield for the most part. Uh, put the best going back to the age, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, going back to this game though, because I know people will get upset because this was a fun one. I mean, when you get into this game and they're down three to three to two in the getting into the seventh inning, we've kind of been like, oh, it's over. This team can't get runs to save their life. They were down three nothing in the third inning, and it was like, okay, well, there yeah. that goes. Especially, Especially Bobby, Bobby Miller, Miller was on fire to start the game, and he and he was on fire most of them. I mean, that three run homer, you know, kind of did him in. I'm sorry, the three run homer didn't come off him. That that was Oscar's home run, but yeah, it was uh, his. Was did he give no? No, he gave the Oscar home run. The Caleb Ferguson gave Cole Calhoun's home run tonight. Yeah, um, he was great until the last inning, and they they forced him out. I think Bo Naylor's walk pushed him out of the game. Will Brennan had you know two hits off of him that. He had good at bats, two scorchers there. But yeah, everyone I mean, the first, yeah, through the first six innings, I mean, Bobby Miller was ridiculous. They go, they go a three game series and don't get 12 hits for the entire series. They had 12 in this one. They may not get 12 the next two nights combined. I, I would bet they, the although on that. with Bobby Miller, like I didn't think that I, I for sure thought Bobby Miller was going to no hit him. I mean, he was throwing his curveball for strikes, he was painting the black with his fastball. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Bobby Miller is a a future all-star. And I mean, I just thought it was going to get out like of hand. Man. It's like they couldn't hold a base runner. Uh, Bobby Miller. Yeah, three steals lighting, right away. Bobby Miller, as you said, was just lighting the lineup up. We know it is a high-powered offense. Um, you know, when they give up another first inning home run. Can we just skip the first inning? Can we just skip first innings? Because that's been the killer of late. But I, it just felt bad. And then I was just sitting there, like, kind of in disbelief. Because I, I wasn't able to get most of this game going. I had to watch it through the, the, you know, the game day app because the video, every time I would click on it, wouldn't load. So it was a little bit annoying in that regard. I could then go back and watch highlights and I'll watch the full game later, but I had to kind of watch it slowly unfold. Uh, So it it was annoying in that sense, but maybe I need to do that for every game is the takeaway. Yeah. Syndergaard really settled down. I mean, after that first inning, he came back out and he was good. He got some swings and misses on the change-ups. I think he had like Four there. Bobby Miller had 20 swings and misses tonight, by the way. He missed 20 bats in that outing. He only struck out five, which is amazing. Uh, the Guardians exactly. struck out seven times overall. I really thought for sure he was going to strike more batters out than that. And it certainly looked like he deserved to. When you miss, when you swing and miss 20 times out of 60 swings, that is a pretty high whiff rate. And he only had five strikeouts. So I don't know. I guess the Guardians, they finally, I mean, all, all eight runs came on two outs, I believe. At least seven of the eight did. So. I do um, totally wanna, sustainable, obviously. I want to point out for every day, uh, Zach Fino MVP. Uh, if he would talk about last year, how it, it never failed, that I talk badly about how someone didn't deserve to be a major leaguer. 
and then they'd perform really well. Like I'm blanking on the shortstop for the Twins. He was a shortstop for the Reds, and just I, every single Jack time, or Cal Farmer. Uh, yes, and I would just go on these rants about guys, and then they would keep performing. Cole Calhoun's not got the highest uh, weighted runs created plus on this team. Uh, I, I still the highest OPS now. I, th- I still think it's a waste of at bats, and I'm going to keep saying that because. I, you know, I bat a thousand with this, you know, I'll see if he's, if, you know, I feel like he listens to every show. Cause he gives me some feedback when he doesn't agree with me. So Zach, uh, if you remember, I remember, I, I remember him a year ago being like every single time, like just sending me that tweet after like Kyle Farmer went deep off the, <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, yeah, Cole Calhoun should not be on this team and he's going to then be their best hitter for the next month and a half because I'm going to lead it to He's going to end, end the season with uh, the lead in home runs for the team. I mean, he's got a chance with this squad. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's will any, will they have anyone hit? Will they have anyone hit 23 home runs this year? Jose's got what? 18? 18. Cole, Cole Calhoun will have 23 home runs. Obviously the best stretch of the season of the season. I mean, the, the, the Dodgers are in the middle of a great August. The guardians have been in the middle of a terrible August. So of course they win eight to three on a random night. And the, the Dodgers have been like the hottest team in baseball this month too. So that figures, but you know, yeah, guys are good at bats. Will Brennan hit the ball hard. That was good. They only walked twice, but you know, whatever. And it is, this Dodgers team is kind of funny in a way because it is like retread city for as much as people get mad at Cleveland and the Dodgers spend a lot. Like David Peralta was an end of free agent and he's, you know, 702 OPS. He's been fine, but uh, you know, Jason Hayward. Hayward is having a great year for them. And he was you know, back Hernandez. They, they, yeah. Brought in Rojas. Rojas. I mean, this is, this is, well, like, Rojas is only there because of Gavin Lux's injury. Yeah. Let's be well, honest. Gavin Lux is, is built of the same stuff as Daniel Espino. So we'll see if Gavin Lux can ever stay healthy, but yeah, I mean, you got Betson Freeman and Smith and then even Muncie to a, to a lesser degree. Uh, he's still producing. Wow. And then, Boom. It is just James Outman's having a fantastic rookie year, but this is a weird lineup. It is, but they're, the, but they're, they're still one of the best teams in baseball, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Well, hey, when you have two guys that have scored 100 runs at the top of your order, that says something. So, I mean, and then yeah, Will Smith's pretty good. And then, yes. Yeah. It's been, a, it's and, been Ma- and Max Muncy's gotten almost 800 OPS in spite of hitting 193. I know. I know. Offensively that's productive. Like, he's, he's Jack Cust with speed right now. Peak Jack Cust. Peak Jack Cust. Uh, there was some other news. So that was a fun game. There was some other news today in the AL Central for the Guardians and other teams in the AL Central. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about just some other random prospect news uh, coming up on Locked On Guardians. Got to make sure you get the right parts like Max Muncy or David Peralta or Cole Calhoun, just like you got to get the right parts for your car. For a championship team, it is all about making sure every player is the perfect fit and it is the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know it'll fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you're going to be back in the game in no time. After all, it is easy to bring home a win and get your car back on the road when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Revenge Game Part 2. Won't be Noah Syndergaard, but you can bet Cole Calhoun will be in the lineup. No, actually, Cole Calhoun probably won't. Well, I don't know. He might play. Clayton Kershaw goes Wednesday, so we'll find out. Probably Gabby Arias at first. But you can listen to the action on Sirius XM. When Cole Calhoun takes him deep, You can. we want to listen to Tom Hamilton's call. Just search Guardians on your XM app. All right, Jeff, there was an interesting conversation before the game. Obviously, if you, if you live under a rock and you didn't hear it, I'm going to go pull up the quotes here because I don't want to I don't want to run with anything weird and misconstrue anything because I think a lot of people have run with this, this quote and are assuming what's going to happen here with Tito. But, you know, there were some hints in his post game or his pregame press conference on, on Tuesday about his future. Obviously we've known for a while that the time is nearing the end for Tito. We don't know when, but it's nearing the end. He's essentially on a year to year contract at this point or whatever it is. They're going to take it year by year, but um, he said he talked to Antonetti and Chernoff about the length to, or the length about the future because he doesn't want to put them in any bad kind of predicament. So they've had a lot of talks about moving forward. I think my whole career, like players, always have to come first. Remember him being in Birmingham and South Bend, thinking of players coming first in the organization. My situation would always take care of itself. I think to deviate from that now is wrong. So there's a time and there'll be an, a time to answer any question there might be about what I'm going to do or not do. I don't think that's not because I don't ever want this. It can't be on me. I can't let it. The other part is I don't want to lie or fib. You've seen coaches leave, but you know, they're always going somewhere. So if somebody asks them a question, no, an hour later, they got a six year deal. I don't want to be like that. So just telling you that we're getting there and there's just a time, I think to do it appropriately. Some people are taking that as this is it for Tito. I, you know, he's, he's made cryptic statements before like this. And he and we've always we've had comments like this in the past too. So I don't necessarily think that this is indicative of anything. It sure sounds like it. I mean, it could, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was the end for him. But uh, you know, because we are getting close. But you know, he just said a year ago that this young team winning energized him, and I'm sure this year has taken a lot out of him because it hasn't been a great year. It's been a frustrating year. I mean, like I said, <laughs> we're we're watching Cole Calhoun and Ramon Laureano and Noah Syndergaard play right now. Um, that is not where this team wanted to be coming into the season. So that takes its toll too. And, you know, there's always the health thing to take into consideration, which Tito always says he always feels beat up because of his age and his, his health conditions. But uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying I think he's going to retire based on the statement, but you know, we are getting close to the end here and it wouldn't, obviously I don't think it should shock anybody if, if that is what it is. It just, it's, We've seen cryptic messages from him before that end up not having anything behind them. Yeah, it's it's a very measured statement that could go any number of ways. It is interesting with just how measured it is a lot of words that come together. It is a tale of sound and fury signifying nothing. Uh, that is all there is to that. Like it really has no meaning. It is just a lot of it's it's you know, it's a word spaghetti on a page that could be pointed to to say however you want to interpret it. Uh, I, you know, I, we know he's getting older and we know there's health issues. Um, I would bet next month you probably hear one way or the other. I think as the season starts to come to a close, I don't know. I hear one way being the the guy who doesn't want to say anything until it's done. Like, I don't think he is the guy who necessarily wants that light on him of like, he doesn't want a goodbye tour. He doesn't want, right. No, the Miggy, here's your guitar type of deal. You know, that's, that's not him. No, and he just said he wants to make it all about the players too. So, yeah, I would imagine he would like to go to go quietly. And obviously, this isn't the season he wants to go out on. I don't know. I, I'm 
for him, it was always the health that would dictate it, right? It was always if he had the energy and the health to do it. And he knows he doesn't have energy as he used to have doing this. But I wouldn't say any, any of those statements tell me it's a foregone conclusion. It's retiring. But with that being said, obviously a lot of people are, are kind of speculating, okay, if he does go, who takes over? There, you know, There's a lot of names people are throwing out there. Uh, Kevin Cash, everybody wants Cash to come home. Why would he uh, leave a bad Yeah, why, why would he leave Tampa Bay? I don't know. I, I think his contract is up at the end of next year, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. If if he really wanted to leave, like we've seen Joe Madden leave before, we've seen other other managers leave before. I think um, the Athletics let uh, yeah go to the Padres. Melvin, Bob Melvin, let him go. That, oh, that was because the, the Oakland was trying to tank even more. They yeah. were going full Rachel Phelps, but. I don't, and I don't, but I don't think Tampa Bay would let him go. That's the thing. Like I think the Oakland let Bob let uh, Bob Melvin go because they're trying to tank, and they're well, I don't even think it was necessarily the tank. I think it was they didn't want to pay a vet manager, right? Like that, let that's him go and, wanted, and save you know <laughs> save money. It always comes down to dollar dollar bills when it comes. Yeah, to or maybe it was just respect that they knew they're going to be horrible and they didn't want to. Well, I think they just they didn't, didn't want to pay him. I John Fisher. Is, oh, that's true. For as much as like, listen again, people will accuse me of being an apologist when it comes to Dolan. I'm not saying he's a good owner. Uh, he's probably still one of the 10 worst owners in baseball. But it's hard to get in that bottom five. And you got Dick Monfort. You've got John Fisher. You got Jerry. Ryan. How about the fact that the Chicago White Sox have never given a $100 million contract? Like, I know they just fired that front office, but it won't matter. Because Reinsdorf is a huge cheapskate. You got Angelos in Baltimore. Like, baseball has Artie the Moreno, worst Moreno, not good either. Yeah. Yeah. You, baseball has the worst owners in sports. Bar none. End of story. I know mm. I've always wanted to work for a baseball team, and I just guarantee that it's never going to happen. But well, it's it's. I mean, everyone. It's all based on the fact that it's the only non-salary cap sport, right? That's what yeah. it is. And they don't. Then you've got books. other stupid. And the only problems. thing you can find out is when Atlanta does, because they're publicly traded. You do get that information from the Braves that allow you to picture some points and things together. Yeah, there was that brief time in the nineties. Remember when Cleveland and Dick Jacobs took the uh, the Indians public and. They briefly had a uh, an IPO out there, which was, I thought was interesting. But, but I think it was like uh, a yeah. so, one, so they didn't have to share any books or data with it. It was like not a full oh really was IPO. it was yeah. it like the Green Bay Packers thing or something? Yeah, well the Packers actually own a part. I, I'm not entirely sure. Like somewhere you have stocks, but yeah, it was you know it was it was smart. It was a way to make Does anybody see the books on them. Anything. Does anybody know the the Packers books? I don't know. Publicly? I think. I, well, with the NFL, I think a lot more things are transparent with the cap and the thing. But, uh, uh, you know, and I think the only way we'll ever get transparency is if there is a cap. And it's a debate for another day, I think. Um, yeah. If we have any so getting it done. I know people want to want to jump on the Kevin Cash thing. So if if, if Tito were to go this offseason, you're not getting cash because the, the Rays aren't letting him go. And he's under contract for one more year. I don't unless he really forces his way out, in which case you got to trade something, which. If you're trading something to the race for Kevin Cash, guess what? It's just the Dolans trading somebody for cash, right? That's what it is. But uh, you don't want to make another share at the race, right? I, I don't know if they'll go in, if they would go internal. Like there's people who are out there like saying DeMarlo Hale, Sandy Alomar, who's been passed over twice, which I don't think he would. No, it's not um, going to be Alomar. I don't think it's going to be. It's going to no. be. I think it's going to be an outsider, just like when they went. And I know people do not. Listen, a year ago, Chris Vileka could walk on water. This year, people want to bury him like he's a witch. Isn't that like, yeah, dunking. That was what it was with witches. They want to do dunking like he's a witch. Uh, So, but I think, I think they will go outside. It's not burning. Uh, Yeah. There's two guys. Water thing going. There's two internal things, two, two internal guys. I think 
Yeah, and, and again, I don't want to speculate saying Tito's retiring because, I, I mean, I don't think those statements necessarily are conclusive of anything. But the two guys that I look to look at on the inside, external, I haven't looked at the name, so I don't really know who they have a connection Dave to. Dave Roberts. Be... He played outfield for him, right? He'll leave the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good. Well, I think, you know, we're gonna, we'll are gonna we have time to talk about it later in another date if this Drew does come Saylor. to fruition. Ooh, yeah, that's working out well for the Royals. I, I think I pegged I think I pegged Drew Saylor in the preseason as a rising coaching star. And you did. That's why I'm being a that's why I'm being a, a jerk. Well, that was one of my big misses this year. Drew Saylor rising. Well, and that's star. a weird thing. Like I think, you know, unlike other sports, man, stupid fly. Sorry. Cat, you love to catch these. Come take care of it. Um I'm but like walk, it, trying to hear a conversation. We don't uh it's an everyday right there. You just are missing. Trying to <laughs> but it's like how many in other sports, I feel like we kind of know who the managers of the future are. It's like, who are the guys? Like, I don't know if we have that. No, here we go. This is who I want. I want Stubby Clap from the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals would be willing to. I think a lot of Cardinals fans would be willing to clear house to give you anybody you want. Uh, my my two internal, guy, internal guys are Greg Desenzo, who was the captain's manager for two years, and he is now the Clippers bench coach. He has a strong relationship with the player uh, director of player development, Rob Serfolio. Uh He tried to, I think he did, or he tried to recruit Serfolio as a college player to Holy Cross. So those two go back a little bit of ways. There's a connection there, especially if, you know, Rob ever moves up the ranks in the system, which, you know, I'm sure James Harris is going to be hired away this offseason finally, which he's probably deserved for a while. Um, the other one's Luke Carlin. Yeah. Who was the captain's manager for, for years is, is a, was a catcher and has a good handle on player communication and, and translating data and analytics into player development improvement. So I think he has a handle on both sides of the things, the communication aspect and the analytics side of things. So that, that helps, but he obviously doesn't have any major league management experience, but he has managed in the minors and now he's a, a catching coordinator. So I think he's an option too, but I don't know. There's nothing conclusive to say right now. Like people are, are speculating this is going to be it, but the uh, one guy I will throw out there externally is George Lombard, former Yankees player whose son just got drafted, who is in town right now with the Dodgers, who has gotten a lot of reviews for his work with um, base running, outfield, hitting, things like that. Feels like the next one of those guys who could be one of the next um, uh, guys to leave the Dodgers, in all fairness. Maybe. Well, we know there's going to be a lot of new people in Chicago next season. Let's yes. talk about the... White Sox shaking it up when we return on Lockdown Guardians. We know Terry Francona will be the manager on Wednesday, and he is sending Xavier Curry to the mound to face Clayton Kershaw. That should be a fun one. You can listen to all of the action on the hometown broadcast by searching Guardians on your Sirius XM app at 710. That was kind of out of the blue. I got to be honest that I saw the notification this afternoon that, uh, both uh, Rick Hahn and Kenny Anderson, Kenny Williams, not Kenny Anderson, Kenny Williams, both fired from the White Sox. Ken Williams has been with the White Sox since like, what, the early 90s, late 80s? Like he's been around them quite a while. I know he's been more of the, uh, their VP for a little bit, but he has been there for a long time. He was a player think, in their system, right? Yeah, I think my favorite thing about him was when he like spent a third or second round pick on his son, who was totally not deserving that, yeah. of it. That was one of those, um, you know, and again, I, I've talked about it on the show that like, People, uh, people connected with the White Sox organization have been very kind and have said nice things about my work in the past. And I'm going to feel sad if they completely clear house. And 
the thing I'll say is, yeah, there were some issues with what was going on there. But again, Reinsdorf is terrible. Reinsdorf gave them La Russa and cut them off at the knees. Reinsdorf treats them like they're not in Chicago, like they're in, you know, a Cleveland or Detroit or a smaller market. He runs them like a mid-market team, even though they're in Chicago. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, he's one of the, he is a bottom five owner in sports. He, the, the double wab, like I said, double whammy of gets himself involved when he shouldn't. And then it's cheap. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do one. They're not going to win as long as Ryan Dorff's there. So it doesn't matter what they do. And, and, you know, we were talking yesterday too about, about, we're talking about ownership here and, you know, the Browns have been perpetually bad. I'm not even going to listen to an argument about the Baker Mayfield year because whatever, um, you know, a lot of that, and this is, this is outside of baseball too. You know, you're, or, you set the tone for your organization by who is at the top crap rolls downhill. Well, the Browns are perpetually sad and dysfunctional because of who their owner is. And it's the same for the White Sox. It's the same with the Orioles are overcoming it right now, despite the fact they have an idiot for an owner. Um, the Angels are a great example of this. They have a, a guy who just can't get out of his own way as an owner. And they have the two best players in the sport right now. And, they can't win. They can't even get in the playoffs, let alone win a playoff game. And I agree. The White Sox, it's been a perpetual rebuild. I mean, what they had two playoff seasons, right? 2020 and 2021. They went to the playoffs both years. They didn't win a series. Um, this was part of their big rebuild after trading Chris Sale and Adam Eaton and picking high for a couple of years. And they're just sitting there treading water for the last couple of years. They fell apart last season, even though Elvis Andrews said the Guardians would crumble this year. They both just, were never fully baked. They didn't have anywhere to go. Um, Mushy on the inside. Yeah. I mean, it's and, and their roster is just bad. Like, you know, Mankata, I, I hate to say it since, since he got COVID, I feel like he hasn't been the same. Eloy's constantly hurt. At least Robert has had some health issues. Andrew Vaughn's a nice player. Grandal probably overpaid. You know, Elvis Andrews is a Band-Aid. They got some, they have no farm system. I mean, who, who, who do you like in their farm system? I like Garrett Crochet is hurt. Um, Colson Montgomery, I think, has you know, I like a lot Jacob of really Gonzalez, nice tools. Who they just drafted. I, I yeah. like a lot of their draft classes. Montgomery, I liked West Cath. I know that hasn't worked out. Um, my question here is Nick this: Edder was an interesting guy, though. You know, Berger has played oh, really well. I liked getting. I did like getting Jake Eater back. Then, even though Eater, he's a, a, Vander, a Noah a Schultz is who, fun. Yeah, yeah, I do like Noah Schultz. Okay, so their system is not like horrible, but you know, you they like just Nick never didn't you? You know, who's the Dodgers? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, the Dodgers trades away. It makes me question things because they usually don't trade good players away. But my question to you is this about the White Sox. They've, they've cleared the front office, or they at least cleared the GM and the VP. I'm sure they won't be the last ones let go. I think it, you know, that it's a 50-50 shot at the very least that um, the manager is going to be fired too. Do you think that a new regime coming in is going to clear house? Do they trade... Luis Robert, do they trade Eloy? Do they trade Grandal? Do they trade Dylan? They're going to trade Dylan Cease. I would almost be guaranteed they're going to trade Dylan Cease. But do they come in? Do they do they clear house? Do yeah. they do a fire sale? No, I think so. I think which is we didn't get to it in the episode we talked about, but it's like eventually we'll talk about off season where they that's one of like five teams they're going to be in fire potential fire sale mode, and that's especially the reason now. that yeah, and and that's what we're basically waiting to see is who else gets canned. Uh, man, it's late, and I nearly added another word to that. So I'm just saying, <laughs> there, there was nearly the error one. I nearly said something other than canned. Um, so, but question but, question going into the off season is going to be: Do you go after Luis Robert? 
because he is almost likely to be traded. If it... But who trades in division? Like that is just an unwritten rule in baseball if the that White's... never happens. If the White Sox are tearing it down, if their new regime comes in and says... I don't says, think Cleveland has the piece to get him. Who are you going to trade him? Espino, who's hurt? Like, I love Espino, but it's like... who They they're, they are shockingly and, low. And the hard part about this is, Luis Robert has never... This is the first season he's ever played more than 100 games. Yeah. And that's he's the other got hard that, part of this. He has an inconsistent profile. So that could be... I, I, I don't think they would ever go after him because... He could easily end up being a below average bat next year because he's he's he is the plus version of Oscar Gonzalez, right? Like he's more athletic, right? More power, but he'll have a year where, again, the the best outcome for Oscar Gonzalez is Salvador Perez. If you want to look over a career, where right. you can go see, like he had forty bombs one year, and then he's got three years in a row where he's got a below league average bat. Like that is well, what that profile gives you. All this is to say that. Again, we said this yesterday. The division in 2024 is going to be winnable again because the Tigers are not quite there yet. The Royals are far away, and the White Sox are probably going to be tearing it down this offseason. So thought that the the White Sox' biggest contract ever was the one they gave Andrew Benatendi this offseason. That's the largest contract in the history of that organization. Yeah. I mean, it it, it usurps uh, Edwin Encarnacion's deal, which was the largest for Cleveland until Jose Ramirez and, and Andres. Well, no. So. But I mean, for the White Sox, like Benintendi is seventy five million, but it's like yeah. I, the Cleveland is given two hundred million dollar contracts. Right, they didn't do that till this past till yeah. this last off season. So, but yeah, it's they are a weird team, and it's not going to get any better. Um, it's a bad organization. Yeah, with uh, we were at the top. It's bad. I wanted to talk about prospects a little bit, but um, I think we could save that for tomorrow's show and to talk a little bit about Chase the Lotter. Uh, Chase the Lauder, Franco Aleman, Joey Cantillo. Uh, we meant to mention yesterday, Joey Cantillo is still pitching on the same day as Noah Syndergaard. However, we only that last... did we bring that up? Okay. Yes, well, we did bring he... that up. We forgot the, uh, we forgot the Rafi Velasquez talk. That's what we forgot. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, okay. That's, that's what we talk about. Okay. So the Arizona complex league season is over. Today was the last game for complex leagues, which is in Goodyear and then the Dominican Republic, which those last games got canceled due to, I think, a tropical storm coming. I'm not sure. But um, now it's going to be really interesting to see if Ralphie Velasquez or um, Jason Churio ends up getting any time in Lynchburg. They both should. They both should. I agree. you got to find playing time for them, but those guys are priorities. You should go out of your way to make playing time for them. There's nobody at those systems. Look, you don't got to play them every day if you put them there, but you got to give them you know, two or three days out of the six to play them to get them acclimated. You can make that happen. And the other quite other thing I wanted to bring up too is that Kyle Manzardo played or had four at bats as the DH in Arizona today. Um, and as I said, that season's over. So either Kyle Manzardo is going to go rehab in Akron or Columbus, or I'm sorry, Columbus, or he might just go to Columbus because Akron's in Altoona and uh, Lake County is in Beloit. So, the only home team that's the only home team in the system is Columbus. So we could see Kyle Manzardo in Columbus very soon. Do you think we see him before the end of the year in Cleveland? Because he would still be eligible for a draft pick if he gets healthy. And especially if Josh Naylor does not. Yeah. If he goes Manzardo. to Columbus, if he goes to Columbus this week and uh, plays early next week, I think you could see him as a September call up. Why not? Yeah. What What uh, could it hurt? What I see is. Got to get more at bats for Cole oh, Calhoun. Got to get more at bats for Cole Calhoun. Cut, cut him. Uh, I'm just going to keep bashing him because we know this is what works. Uh want to take a second and, again, thank all of you. Uh, yesterday was a fantastic show with f- great responses. I really appreciate it. Uh, keep doing all you do, and go, go, Guardians, go. 